I'm gonna tell y'all a story. I'm gonna tell y'all why I quit delivering pizza. Now, I never been too good at school. You know, the highest I ever scored on any test or homework assignment was a C. But I got mostly D's, though. Every time I got my report card, I'd take it to my parents and say, Y'all see these? <laughs> they say, What? See these what? Then I say something give me a whooping. But anyway, adding on to the whooping of, um, you know, already having bad grades and a smart mouth, just add on to it. So anyway, I tried going to community college, but I dropped out after the first semester. Over the next few years, I bounced around from one crappy job to the next. You know, flipping burgers at Mickey D's, handing out tokens at the subway, mopping the floors in the office building, doing road construction. Shoot, I even did telemarketing at one time. You know, I eventually found myself working at a hole in the wall pizza place called G. Vanas. Or G. Vanis, I mean, one of, I don't know, Vanas or Vanis. I ain't answer the phone, so I don't really know what the place was called. <laughs> now, the guy that ran the place called him Mr. G. Some folk call him Big G, but you know me, I want to call him no Big G. You, you be just, I call you Mr. G, you get that much. So, you know, he just, this man, boy, he ain't had no patience, man. Just everything sent him over the edge, man. He stayed ready to fight. He ain't take nothing to get him riled up. So, you know, just imagine your typical angry, you know, Italian-American man about 50-something years old. Always dressed in a baggy sweat stained wife beater. His great chest hair hanging over the collar all stretched out. A bunch of gold chains on all around his neck. I used to call them four chains, man. That man wore four chains, boy. I ain't lying to you. Always smoking them cigars and stuff. You know, not that stuff we be smoking, them uh them cigarellos and stuff like that. I'm talking about like them big old them big cigars, man, you know, big, uh, big old Mr. T cigar, man. <laughs> so, let me see where I'm at. So, yeah, he was smoking a cigar. Now, the guy was nasty, too, man. I'm talking about he gave little to no thought to the public about the health codes and stuff, man. You know, this guy, I would never eat that, man. You know, I'd go deliver the stuff, but I ain't never ate the only time I eat something is like late when there don't be much going on. Sometimes I might go in there and make me something. If I make it, I eat it. But if I ain't make it, I wasn't finna touch it, man. So one day, you know, whenever a pizza needs to be delivered, you know, he'll say, hey, pizza going out. You know, and this time, man, he'll be, and you know, I'll come back there and get it and I'll see him putting the box on. And, um, you know, a piece of cigar ash fall down in there. 
or sneeze or something right over it. And, you know, just act like ain't nothing happened. You know, so I go and uh, he say, pizza going out, you know, get going already. And so, you know, I come back there and I deliver it. And uh, shoot, I was the only one work there. You know, he had like a little girlfriend or something, man. She'd come through every now and then, you know, on them busy days. But, you know, what he called a busy day. But other than that, when nobody else done, man. So, uh, you know, I go out. I mean, one night, you know, I'm cleaning the tables and the phone rang. So, Mr. G pick up the phone, man, and uh, after a while, he poked that bald head out the window to the kitchen and said, hey, man, got a big order going out. Come on. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming or whatever. So, I went over to the kitchen. I got seven double extra large pizzas, man. Two pepperoni, three cheese. I still remember. Two sausage and mushroom, man. Still remember. And he said, I should mention that the double extra large size pieces, at least on, uh, at, at G places, are uh, 20 inches. And come in slices 12, 14, or 16. He then showed me a slip of paper with the address on it. The address was far, man. You know, someplace out in the country, man. There ain't nothing out there for miles except for the train tracks. You know, some old broken down farms. And um, I said, Mr. G, you know, he puffed on his um, cigar and said, I ain't asked for no geography lesson. You, know, he already knew what I was going to say, man. But he know I hate going out to them um, little country spots, man. And he said, get them pieces out of there and get out of here on the double, man. So I took that large order and made my way to the company car, beat up two-door hatchback with Giovanni's or Giovanni's, whatever. It was, see, the reason I ain't know what the sign say, because it was written in, uh, in cursive, man. And I told you I wasn't that good in school. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to read cursive, but that's why it's a good thing. It's 2019, and we ain't got to worry about cursive no more because the computer do all our writing. So anyway, and he had the words, like he painted the words on by hand, so... That junk wasn't clear anyway. But I went and put the pizzas in the back, put the address into the GPS, and I pull on off, man. So, you know, I turn on the road leading to the city. I pass this gas station. I said, man, this is probably a prank call, man. I'll probably get to the address and see some hillbilly farmer who claimed he never ordered any pizza or the place going to be straight abandoned, man. Dang. Now I'm be left with like freaking 15 cold pieces that's gonna come up out of my pay and well it ain't gonna come out of my pay cause we gonna fight but you know I'm finna end up quitting this job cause I already know he ain't going man I had to tear that whole piece of shop up man to get my money out of him so when I finally reached the house I saw a whole bunch of cars parked outside Okay, well, that's cool. I guess at least I order legit then. So I hope I get a good tip for coming all this way out in the middle of nowhere, man. God. I went up to the old farmhouse. I heard, like, some, you know, like some party music. 
you know that boom, doo, boom, doo, boom. no no that's that that's that Mexican party music. It was like one of them um one of them college, one of them white boy parties. It was Yeah, he was in there for getting it in, man. Allow me to take a quick break for the sponsors. Then we're going to get right back to it. So I knock on the door, and his man answered. Dressed in all black, had a long goatee. He said, Oh, you must be the pizza guy. Come on in. I'll show you where to put the pizzas. I followed the man into the living room. There was a whole bunch of people just dancing to that music. Above the fireplace mantle, it was this large blown up photo of a young man with blonde hair. And below was a banner that read, Farewell Trevor. Is this Trevor dude a friend of yours? I asked. To most of us, the man said. He'll be leaving us soon, and we're throwing a farewell party for him. I said, oh, well, Trevor, he must be the man then, huh? The man just nodded. Indeed. It's a shame to see him go. Anyway, follow me to the kitchen. Just place the pizza on the table, the man said, pointing to a long wooden table. I put the pizza on the table and said, that'd be 95.50. The man reached into his pocket and handed me four 20s, a 10, and six ones. Then reached to his pocket again and handed me, look, that man handed me two hundreds, man. For your trouble, he said. I know you came a long way to deliver the pizza. And none of the guys like Domino's or Papa John's are willing to come this far out. You can keep the 50 cents as well. Now on the inside, I wanted to grab this guy and freaking give him a big sloppy kiss, man. Boy, that's... that's that's a whole week. Shoot, that's almost a whole week worth of money right there. Just on one little tip. So, man, you know, I'm already counting what I'm going to do with this bread before I even get done putting it in my pocket, man. But, you know, I played it cool. Say, hey, man, you know, no problem, man. Best of luck to your friend. And, um, and you know, if y'all ever need anything delivered just let me know man here, here go my here go look take my cell phone number if y'all need anything some groceries you need somebody run by the dollar store real quick get you some candy just hit me up man i'll bring it out here man just you know i don't, I don't man i like y'all <laughs> you know whatever you need the man laughed <laughs> and we i walked on out so I get back, man, and G talking about, uh, you know, how to go. I said, you know, pretty well. They got a big party going on out there. And uh, Mr. G started laughing and said, yeah, these young people 
in the middle of nowhere parties today, man. Out there where can't no police and no parents and nothing get to him, huh? He went back to cleaning the counter. So I went on and clocked out. And made my way to the crib, man. Now a few days go by, and you know, I'm walking there and I seen a headline on the news. Said uh, a dead body found in um in covert. Right near the railroad crossing on Thurman Road, three miles from the city limits, by a farmer driving um one of them big tractor things. And the body was of a man named Trevor Smith, age 27, worked at a marketing firm called Cooper and Associates or something. And the forensic evidence said that he was stabbed multiple times before being dumped in covert. Police had no leads, and when asking anyone with information, you know, from uh, visit the nearest precinct and call the crime watchers line or whatever. And after I seen that, man, I felt a chill, man. Because I was on Thurman just a few days ago. And I looked at the foul photo, you know, they had uh, a little store, you know, they had his picture, they put his picture up at the end. And almost, man, I'm talking, almost threw up, man. The photo was the same, man, that was on the photo I saw at the party. Now, I went and got dressed, but you know, the whole time, my mind just on it, man. It took me about 20 minutes just to put my dang clothes on, because I just couldn't focus long enough to, you know, I couldn't get my mind off what I saw. So I went on and went to the nearest police station because I just wasn't going to feel right unless I got this off my chest, man. I told the guy at the front desk that I had some information on Trevor Smith. And he took me to an interview room and went to go get the detective. So five minutes later, he came in and introduced himself. Name was Mark Patterson. That's the detective. And I told him everything. And when I was done, he sighed and said, sounds like there was another murder party. A murder party? Man, what's that? The detective took a sip of his coffee and said, it's this sick little, sick little fad, I guess you can call it, that's been going around in the city and surrounding area for several months now. I sat still and thought to myself, murders, uh... Uh, murder's a cool thing now it's, that's what's hot right now y'all murdering folks for fun now man this must be some there's some jacked up stuff going on in this city man the detective went on and said you heard of that old Japanese custom of harakari haven't you Hara what man look I don't know what you're talking about I don't know nothing about no Japanese stuff man I used to watch um I used to watch Dragon Ball Z back in the day. But uh, other than that, man, I don't, I don't know nothing about no Japanese stuff. He said, um, okay, look, man, you know, in the days of the samurai, if a samurai soldier was either about to be captured or committed a crime and brought a disgrace upon himself, he would commit suicide in order to maintain or restore honor. And eventually, regular Japanese citizens would do it to themselves. In short, it was a ritual suicide. 
a complete ceremony with onlookers and everything. So when he finished explaining, I asked, so what did Mariah Carey or whatever you said got to do with these murder parties? And Detective Patterson sighed and said, well, in these cases, the victim is someone who don't want to live anymore. So they don't have the, uh, they don't have the strength to commit regular suicide, so they arranged these murder parties, usually headed some abandoned or isolated location with all their friends and acquaintances. They have what would otherwise be considered a typical party, but at the end, everyone murders the guest of honor, usually by stabbing. Man, I'm talking about, I was, I was stunned, boy. I'm like, ain't no way. You gonna sit there and party with somebody all night long? <laughs> then at the end, just say, okay, y'all. So you ain't got to go home, but you got to stab me and get up out of here. And, you know, that's crazy, man. Especially after you just got done partying. Like, ain't you in a better mood now? Don't you feel good about life or whatever? This is crazy. The detective saw how just how jacked up I was. And he said, the department is doing what it can, and we're definitely looking to the information you provided us with. And the uh, mayor will be having a press conference later on in City Hall this afternoon, and we'll be making a plea to urge these murder parties to end, and those contemplating suicide or having a murder party to seek, you know, professional help. You're welcome to attend or watch it live on the local news channels, you know. And I told him I'd consider it, but, you know, I never did, man. Instead, I marched myself down to G's and uh, Mr. G place, and I quit right there on the spot, man. I told him, look, you get yourself another sucker to deliver your horrible pizza, man. And I tossed that green shirt, you know, my uniform, just a green T-shirt. I threw that mug on his face. It knocked his dang cigar out of his mouth. And after, you know, I had just got that, that $200 tip, boy, so... I was still living off that mug, man. So I was cool. I said, I'll find me something else to do. You know. And, um. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. Uh, after that, uh, I said, I ain't going no more jobs where I got to go out to somebody's house out there in the woods, man. You ain't getting me again. And then, uh. What else happened? Then I went and got a, uh, you know, I got my, uh, what's it called, my, my truck driver license, man. So, yeah, I drive trucks now. And, you know, thing going pretty good, man. You know, when folk had parties, they invite me, I don't go. That's the moral of this story, you know. You go to somebody's party, and, you know, they talking about they having a farewell party, or they, you know, oh, you better ask with where you going. <laughs> you know, farewell to where? Going to another city, or you finna do a, a Mariah Carey party? So you know, always ask, man. You know what you're getting yourself into.